I am, I am a little bit ashamed of it. It's definitely the lowest point in my life. And, and I think that it's really eye-opening and it's, and it's quite obviously something needs to be done. This is the Head on Your Shoulders. I'm Maura Curry. Christine never received a diagnosis when she was at Ridgeview. The whole time she was there, it was, you don't belong here, we need to get you out. But bureaucracy took its toll and she stayed, longer than her situation required and long enough to cause lasting damage. Her college life is now broken into pre-Ridgeview and post-Ridgeview. People who know and people who don't. Those dichotomies can feel really far apart, even though they're really separated by a couple of days or a couple of words. Regaining trust in an institution that paid for your one-way taxi to a mental institute is a big thing to ask. But let's start at the beginning of the end. As Christine and I were going through her intake packet, she was starting to tell me what happened when her parents came to her rescue. The logo looks like Epcot, but bad. <laughs> it's... It's, it's very cute 80s. on the outside. It is cute. It, you know, they look like little cottages, but yeah. then once you go in, you're never actually outside again. It's, it's right. God, I'll never forget when my parents came and they finally busted, busted me out, yeah. like, literally. Yeah, what was that like? I, I, I hugged them very tightly. I didn't have much to say. Um, I got in the backseat of, of our car and I just, I just started crying, mm -hmm. just sobbing and my dad turns around and he goes oh there's tears of joy and I said yes I've I've never been more scared in my life honestly yeah. it was it was really scary yeah it was scary it was humbling I guess I I yeah no I see I know what you mean just, it, that's just, not quite the right word yeah but. I mean I'm not sure what the word is but when it's like when shit hits the fan and you yeah. hit that, I guess, rock bottom. Yeah. It's, it's. Well, and the fact that you get to get out and be alive yes. and go back to other yes. stuff, right? Like, yes. That is humbling. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Um, well, going back to other stuff was, was another journey, I would say. Yeah. Um, I had to wait the weekend in an Airbnb with my parents because I wasn't allowed on campus until. I re-met with counseling. What? Yeah. I, I, my boyfriend went to my apartment and got me clothes because I wasn't allowed in campus housing until... What? Yeah, until I, I had met with counseling center again, and it was the weekend, so... Um, they didn't 1013 you, though. So, no. Like, if, if you had not been strongly suggested by a counseling person to go, like, would they have known that you were institutionalized? Like... I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, coming back that he, the man I spoke with, very strongly advised that I take a semester off. Sure. That is something I have heard from yes. people. And I was like, dude, <laughs> I agreed thinking it would be one night. I'm not about to turn this into a whole semester. Like, right. I've, I've got stuff to do. Um, we finally settled on a week. I took a week off. I still did the work. Like, and, and, and Yeah, it's not like it was a week <laughs> off. It was not a week off. It was, it was a week of trying to, I don't know, kind of collect my dignity yeah well and it, like I think lots of people don't consider the amount of like reintegration and explaining that you have to do exactly. once you come exactly. back from a place like that exactly. and like you've disappeared for several right. days right or even lack thereof yeah I mean my um one professor had to make up an exam I missed because you know the dean sent out a, a notification of absence okay and you know, I, I, I've handed in the exam. He's like, you know, how, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, physically. Are, are, you, are you recovering physically well? 
So I don't know if he thought I had my appendix removed or, I mean, I, I, I it's not yeah. like I could be like, oh no, I actually uh, was institutionalized. <laughs> just coming off of meth. Yeah. And no, I'm not recovering well. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Interesting. So I wonder what they say. Because the... I mean, I saw the email and it yeah. was just, it was, you know, an excused... Hospitalized. Medical emergency, okay. I think it said. Um, medical emergency. Here's, here's, an, here's an email that my mom actually sent the dean... Um, looking for a say, and it's, it's my name, and, and, and in all caps, please help. Oh, my God. What good parents you have. Like, give me a moment before. I will, I will start crying. <laughs> I, um, so this is, she, she typed up a little Word document. Gosh. Um, yeah, John was, was the name of my intake. Okay. Um, he said I should be in Cottage E West, but there is no space, so she's being admitted to Cottage C. Locked in unit. Personal belongings were taken. Issued toiletries, but no clean clothes. Um, had blood drawn, administered administered urine and TB tests. Um, was placed in a room with about a 40-year-old patient. Two nights thus far, went in lockdown on Thursday night, October 18th, because a physical fight broke out. Mm-hmm. And so, like, is this all compiled from, like, the 10-minute conversations you had with her? Yes. So I was calling her very frequently. And, okay. And, and she was taking down. notes. Yes. Um, Does not belong in that environment. If not released on Friday, Christine could be trapped until Monday, October 22nd. Um, she's had group therapy with patients struggling with addiction, not anxiety. Mm-hmm. Everything was about this is how you don't relapse. This is how you deal with this. They're all you know. Tech indicated Ridgeview will not release Christine until coordinate with GotTech Student Life as well as GotTech Housing. So like, which wasn't open on weekends. So sure. And so Ridgeview does this mean Tech says Ridgeview says yes that they won't release you until they coordinate with Student Life and Housing. Exactly. What does that mean? Like, what are they? waiting for from student life and housing? I think student life means the dean's office. Yeah. And I... Like, again, just to confirm that you're a student or I, something? I don't know. Or is that they are okay with me returning to school? Oh, okay. Which is why I had to meet with the dean and, and counseling when I came back. And, and why, you know, that whole weekend I couldn't go into housing. Shout out to my parents. Like, yeah. No, I, I feel the love. Like, in, yeah. in the pages of notes that they're sending to the dean. Like... You also, were my very, mom's very type A, so she was like, yeah. of course she was taking notes every day. Yeah. And, you know, I... Mine would, too. Yeah, we, were, we were sitting at, at lunch after they, um, after they let me out, and mm-hmm. my mom's, like, scarfing down appetizers, and she, <laughs> she looks at me, and she goes, Christine, I have not eaten in four days. Oh, my God. So from the moment I, I called her from the taxi cab, she did not eat anything, and I just... I was like, Mom, don't tell me that, because right. I want you to feel bad. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and like... That is so, so lucky to have people like that. Like, yes, it is a horrible thing to experience for the whole family. Yeah. But, like, I, my heart breaks for the people who don't have that. Exactly. I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't still be at Tech if I didn't have them. Right. I would have stayed seven to ten days in that place. And I, I don't even want to imagine the damage that would have done. And I, As we were going through the email her mom sent, I spotted something weird about Christine's encounter with counseling that I hadn't noticed before. Oh, you got, you got a taxi voucher? Yes, they did pay for my taxi. Ah, Georgia Tech Counseling did. <laughs> Flips to new page of notes. Yeah, very considerate of them. And, and you were led to believe that you could just spend the night. Yeah. And, and when... When I kind of confronted him about that during our, our 
return meeting, he... You met with the same guy? Same guy. He, okay. he pretty adamantly said that I misunderstood him and that he didn't actually mean one night, maybe two. But you got to understand, I went voluntarily. So there is no way I would have gone voluntarily if there was any... If there was any ambiguity about exactly, it, Exactly. Right? If like, there was anything alluded to staying a week yeah. or so. Do you remember that day pretty well, do you think? No. Okay. No, it was a blur. Okay. I just... But there are things you know about there yourself. There are things like, that I, I, I know for sure happened. Yeah. Um, ironically enough, I was I was pretty forthcoming with, with my roommates. I, I hit it off very quickly with one of them. And I told her my story. And, and she goes, no way. I got sent to Ridge U twice too. What? Like, that's how freaking like, prominent this is. Oh my God. Yes. What are the odds? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. Oh my god. Like everyone I've talked to has known somebody. Exactly. Right? Like it's a very it's like the worst version of six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like everyone <laughs> there's literally one degree of separation. Exactly. You either and, know and someone or someone. You know, you know, three years into tech, before October seventeenth, I had literally not known anyone. And now that I'm yeah. coming out and I'm 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 trying to be open and honest with my experiences because I am I am a little bit ashamed of it. It's definitely the lowest point in my life. And, and I think that by having these conversations and, and finding these other people with, with mm. six degrees of Kevin Bacon, Mara, <laughs> it's really eye-opening and it's, and it's quite obviously something needs to be done. Yeah. Well, and I think it does everybody a favor when there are people who can talk about it, exactly. right? Because then you can sort of share in this shame, even though I don't think <laughs> that's, the right response necessarily. Like I, I get why. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with the experience of being institutionalized, Absolutely. right? And, like it, it is a very shame inducing. Exactly. Thing. I had, I had no underwear. I had right. none of my belongings. I was not on my own schedule. I couldn't even choose what I wanted to eat. The fact that it did not end when I left with right. you, you know, it just, it kept going and there were nightmares. There were, there was just so many pieces that I needed to pick up mm-hmm. that, you know, I think I'm doing okay right now. I think I'm, I think I'm cruising, but <laughs> um, it but it but it stays with you. It stays yeah. with you exactly, and and just not having a sense of you know autonomy throughout all of the experience. And I know for a fact that if I had stayed one more day, right, I, I couldn't have kept going here at Tech. So you know what what can be said about these rates of students dropping out after being institutionalized for for the full for the full time and and being very highly influenced and and told that you know it might be best if you take some time off how many of those students don't come back yeah well and how many of those students get worse i don't know if it was the case for you but certainly the people i have talked to about this have said that like what they learned from going to Ridgeview was that they were never going to tell anybody exactly, or open up exactly. like that. Again. I mean, what I learned is is I, I did get a little bit of motivation. Like I'm never going to let it get this bad again. That there's any chance I get sent to someplace like this, right? Um, yeah, my anxiety has definitely been under control. It's a thing that happened to me. It's really weird yeah. to like to like. Because sometimes, like, I'll be, like, in lab, I'll be, like, doing something, and it'll pop into my mind, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. three months ago, I was yeah. 
Well, it's yeah, in a mental it, hospital. It wasn't that long ago. It really wasn't yeah. that long ago. Well, and I think like the the tendency for a coping mechanism is to just sort of like push it to the back. Of exactly. Um, exactly. And that's good sometimes until it like rears its ugly head when you're not expecting it. For sure. And, and then it becomes very difficult to deal with. And the thing is, I don't, I'm not going on Facebook and saying, hey guys, guess what I did this weekend? I was in a mental hospital. You know, like we don't, we don't share those, those really yeah. harrowing experiences with sure. one another. So it, it def- definitely does, you know, even, even coming back and talking to people, talking to my friends who are student leaders, they're like, what, you? This happened to you? And, and like, what, I'm not allowed to have a <laughs> breakdown? But right. It's, it's, well, and it, anyone, it's, it can happen at it is. And it's so frustrating to encounter that kind of like cherry picking what is and isn't a sign of mental illness. Exactly. Because like for lots of people at tech in particular, it manifests as like doing really well in your classes because you throw yourselves into school and then don't shower. Like <laughs> it, I'm not that bad, but, <laughs> or my badness isn't, isn't sure, hygiene sure. related. Yeah. Well, so everybody has their exactly. different version of exactly. it. But like academics are not the sole way exactly to dictate how well you're doing and so that's what part of why I find the insistence that you should really consider dropping the semester so frustrating because academics are not the be-all end-all of your existence exactly but they're also not the sole thing that is making you unstable exactly like it's just not that big a component of your existence as a human being exactly it's yeah it's tech it's tech it's it's the culture here it's it really is very comparable in in that not that it's competitive like I don't think it's competitive it's it's very much people are comparing themselves to other people and then feeling bad about themselves yeah you know instead of like where other schools might be you know I'm going to be better than that person here it's oh my gosh this person is can code in like 16 different languages and I'm trash yeah I'm trash and and I have nothing to offer and I don't belong here this imposter syndrome definitely kind of reverse you know coming coming out of Ridgeview was mm-hmm. an imposter syndrome that you know was kind of validated for me it was yeah I, I don't belong here because I was literally sent away from here yeah um so that that was that was something to overcome and yeah. and to readjust and, and so what was coming back to tech like like once housing was done being like oh you're not allowed on campus <laughs> and you sort of show up again and right, move and into housing, your new apartment yeah like, yeah housing was was a pain in the butt but um, it was it was there were the people who knew mm-hmm. and then the people who didn't know and it was very hard to navigate you know being around my friends who did know kind of watching them tiptoe around it mm. and then the people who didn't know, you know, I went back to work and I go like, where you been? Like, it's been a week. And I, was, I, don't know, I, didn't, I didn't really know right. how to be like, I was institutionalized. Hey, fam. Hey, guess fam. What? Guess what? Did <laughs> you miss me? My weekend was way more interesting than you. <laughs> so like other than the, the notes to your professors, did you get a lot of help from the dean of students? Like what infrastructure was there to make it easier for you to come back, if any? There was the note to all my professors when I the day that I would be returning. Um, of my professors, two of them responded to me directly from that okay. note and said, "You know, you've missed this and this, but we'll we'll pick a day, we'll make it up." And okay. a few of my professors, I, I didn't hear from at all. <laughs> um, Were those in bigger classes, or was that not really the? 
No, actually, I, I, I don't think it correlated at all with the size of the class. Hmm. Um, I was in a, a pretty intense group project at the time, and, oh. and um, I texted the one guy from the taxi. I was like, BRB, going to a <laughs> mental hospital, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everyone in the, in the group was very, very understanding. Okay. And, and, you know, when I came back and I was trying to, like, you know, compensate for the yeah. work, and, and, you know, one of the girls sat me down, and they're like, look, we're not going to make you make up for you know, not being around those days. Right. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you were doing one-fifth of the work going into it. You are going to do one-fifth of the work till the end. Like, right. we're, you're not going to – we're not pawning this all on you, which was so wonderful. And that yeah. was that was really great, yeah. you know, to hear from them. Oh, my research advisor. Oh, my goodness. She oh, – she is the greatest. Yeah. I just want her to adopt me. <laughs> um, but, like, she met with me coming back. She's like, you take anything like, – whatever you need. Like, I'm here for you. You got this. Oh. She hugged me. She kissed me on the cheek. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, Whoa. I know. I know. And uh, I met also with my boss's boss at one of my jobs. Okay. And she was like, you need anything. Is there anything you need? And, you know, I, we are here for you. Like, you are family. Like, I, it's such, such overwhelming, yeah. you know, overwhelming, you know, being able to come back and and be so supported. Yeah. It, it really – Shocking, you know, it's not what I expected. Tech is tech's a pretty big school, and and it's not that I didn't think anybody cared about me. It was right. it was just this outpouring of yeah support and and accommodation from you know my research advisor and and work and and one or two of my classes. You know that, that didn't go for everyone, mm-hmm. um, but by those people, it shows that people. you are immensely loved. Oh, which is oh my god, which is really you good. literally sound like my dad. Oh, you know, like it, it's. It's bizarre. This is college, and you know my professors aren't supposed to love me. <laughs> no, but that's a very nice thing. I wish, I wish we could talk about each other, and also mental health in a way that's more like that, right? Exactly. Like, I I have only ever had one class where a professor was like, you know, I I know that college is a really hard time. I had a hard time in college too. Like, if you ever need anything, it's actually right after the suicides last semester. Yes. Um, we we had class in Skiles that day because it was a, an oh LMC class. Gosh. And so she emailed us that afternoon and she was like, I, I want you guys to know that I am so, so sorry that we had class in, in that building today. And if I had known, we would have canceled. Here's a list of resources and things you can do to feel better. Please, please, please reach out to me if you ever need anything. And it was the first time I had ever had a professor wow. like acknowledge that you can be struggling and, you know, moving forward th- through all this, um, for everything that I have been able to do and, and take charge of and, and mm-hmm. try and change, there are things that I haven't been able to do. For example, I serve on the um, academic advisory board to the vice provost of academic affairs. Oh, and wow. Yeah. Two weeks ago, there was, you know, I requested that we have a, a meeting on, on mental health mm-hmm. in, and how academics can Sure, it's, be, a, it's a big better part. approach. Yeah. It, approach it. Um, and I woke up that morning and I couldn't go. I didn't. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to yeah. think about it. I didn't want to be the girl like as the resident person mm-hmm. who has. Hello, been I am your institutionalized. <laughs> I am your resident crazy person Hello. here to talk. <laughs> and you know, I I really felt like I failed myself. You know, yeah. just. It's weird though that it's, it's kind of this this thing I carry now. Like it's, mm. it's become part of my identity. Like yeah, like you know, female enjoys this. Was once hospitalized. <laughs> like yeah. 
and I don't yet know how to wear it. You know, yeah. it's 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 something I'm 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 afraid that you know opening up I might come back to like bite me in the ass later on. Sure. Like you know, at a job sure. interview, like hey, we 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 looked you up and <laughs> <laughs> this thing this thing popped up or. Or or disclosing, you know, to somebody who who takes it the wrong way and then, like, Mm -hmm. the stigma around it and and sees me as as this thing that happened to me. And, I mean, again, it's it's the same same process that rape survivors go through and and, and it's it's, it's kind of a battle of, you know, is this my identity or Mm -hmm. is this just a thing that happened to me or or how can it somehow be both? Sure. Frankly, it blows my mind that counseling and psychiatry just, like, let you go once you came back like yeah that there was no effort on the institution's end right to check and see if you were okay right I mean stamps giving it all its credit stamps sure. you know when I did come back and then you know I called them and I let them know what was going on they're like yeah. okay well we'd love to see you within the next two weeks okay and they tried to get me in with a, a therapist you know gave me mm-hmm. a bunch of recommendations granted this was in November now mm-hmm. and literally every therapist I called was like oh it's the holidays we yeah. don't have any openings yeah. everyone hates their family so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try again in January so a little bit discouraging but um the, the caseworker at stamps did follow up with me you know Pretty diligently, you know, making sure okay. everything was okay. So, yeah. but that was your initiative, that was, right? You made the first move. Exactly, exactly. And I mean, beside my research advisor, you know, every time I'm seeing her, being like, like grabbing my shoulders, and being like, "Are you okay?" Like, there, there hasn't been really any follow up. Yeah. Which you know, now that now that you pointed <laughs> out, whoa, that's actually kind of interesting. Like, it again, like we were saying it makes me wonder how many people get lost exactly once they come back exactly like just completely lose track of themselves you know the one time that i feel like the institute should really be like pushing to make sure that they know what's going on with you is is that exactly is that circumstance yeah and, and granted i did not i did not come back to counseling center and being like hey let's stay buddies but right. i mean even on the dean's end maybe there there could have been mm-hmm something you know two weeks later like hey are your professors yeah helping you um, accommodate or or yeah. making sure that they're following the dean's letter yeah right like that seems like an important thing and i get that there are so many resources stretched so thinly what else do you feel like tech needs to do like what would you like to see out of path forward or out of like a policy change well about I, situations I think like yours the fact that i went into review and found other tech people there is is a red red flag mm-hmm. you know something something's going on here mm-hmm. and i definitely think that in assessing whether somebody should be institutionalized or not unless they are you know literally saying i'm going to you know kill myself right, right now there maybe more time should be spent with that student. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I was given maybe 15, 20 minutes more, I, I probably would have calmed down and, and been okay. You were having a panic attack, yeah. right? Like like a pretty, not run of the mill, but like right. you knew what was going exactly. on. Exactly, exactly. And you weren't expressing desire to hurt yourself or others. In all honesty, when I was admitted, when I went into the counseling center, they did have me fill out a form online. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't remember that. I don't yeah. physically remember what I clicked. So I don't know mm-hmm. if I had indicated something that was concerning enough. Yeah. Well, it's just checking a box. Exactly. Though. You would think that the, the procedure is more thorough than right. that. Right. That, I mean, either way, I was, I was not 1013, you right. know. And that, I think, is part of the problem.
The last thing that I usually ask people to do is give advice to freshmen or whoever, other students who might be struggling. Right. So what would you say? First and foremost, build your support network. If your parents aren't you know, super involved in your life and, and you don't feel comfortable with them, find the people around you that you know that you can talk to, that you can build these relationships with, that you can come to when times are hard. And conversely, be that support network. You know, this doesn't mean put your friends above your own mental health and, and cater to them whenever they need it, but absolutely carry with you a, a heaviness of being there for everyone. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be there always, you know, because you never know what someone's going through and what they might need. And, and they could be coming back from a mental hospital <laughs> and just really need to feel normal again. Yeah. And, and it does so much more than you could ever know. That was Christine. This week's online mental health resource is the JED Foundation's Resource Center. JED, J-E-D, is a nonprofit geared toward helping young adults make sense of how to talk about mental health, and they have tons of walkthroughs, surveys, and quizzes that can help you identify feelings and call them what they are. It's J-E-D, JED, foundation.org, or you can find the link in the description of this podcast. Next week, I am on a desperately needed vacation, so you will not find a full episode here next Friday. But you will find some particularly funny outtakes and stories Christine told me that did not make it into these episodes. Subscribe wherever you get your sounds so that you don't miss it. Georgia Tech students have a wonderful spring break. Until next time, I'm Maura Curry. Thanks for your time.